Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bridging Impact Podcast. I have a former coach of mine, Coach Terp. Last week, I had my former varsity coach, Coach Bezio, on. Now I have Coach Terp. He was my JV basketball coach when I was a junior, and he really helped me you know, understand how to be a leader, one of the first coaches, because I was in a position where I was a year older than some of the players I was with. And I appreciate you know, what you did for me now and, and now hopping on the podcast and sharing your wisdom. Happy to be here. All right. So the first question, you know, we'll dive in. Um, I want to talk a little bit before we talk about your coaching experience and now talking about bridging the impact and giving it back is I want to talk about, you know, what kind of impact did basketball have on you as a player? So it's uh, it's when I was growing up uh, pretty quickly, I learned that uh, basketball is not just a, you know, um, thing that you can use and you just let it go it was uh, it had to become a lifestyle for me and uh, I was very very lucky to be a part of a lot of uh, great situations growing up whether it was um, AAU basketball or high school basketball or, or you know college basketball as well I really took that into to account to really you know as a player and as a person and as a uh, to say uh this individual in life to just try to buy in and use it for what it's worth. And um, as, as, as long as you buy in and you do the right things, I think that it's a lot of great things that you can get from the game of basketball. Um, and this, this includes, you know, uh, that doesn't even involve the basketball or the, or the court or the gym or anything at all. Right. And you said something interesting. You said become a lifestyle. And I'm curious, you know, because a lot of the athletes that I'm working with now that that want to, you know, become better, um, whether, you know, it's on the court or off the court in basketball or in school, right, it has to become a lifestyle. And I, I'd love for you to elaborate a little bit more on what that meant to you when you were younger. Yeah, just uh, just growing up in, uh, you know, the L.A. area, it was a barrier rich and concentrated area at that time to me that was a lot of talent and it was a lot of uh, competition and skill and you know if you wanted to um, kind of compete at that level that those players were at you definitely had to um, you know in the words go the extra mile or do do the things that's going to keep you prepared and you know uh, when the opportunity uh, comes to that that time that you were ready to seize those opportunities just with you know anything else you know with making a lifestyle you gotta you know you gotta you know be thinking about it more and more than others you know you may have to put in a couple extra hours a couple week uh, a couple times a week um it could be a situation where you have to surround yourself with uh other uh athletes or other people that are you know in the same mindset or the same uh, wavelength as you as well and you know and you know, it's just a big thing to just, you know, have to always, you know, be actively physically doing the game. I think, uh, as we all know, like being mentally engaged is very important as well. So, you know, just kind of thinking about it, maybe watching it a little bit, you know, having people around that are uh, that have the same goals as you is always a is always a step in the right direction to uh, create that that uh, lifestyle naturally. Yeah, hundred percent. That's an that's an interesting part that I think a lot of young athletes and maybe even sometimes coaches don't even think about, you know, when they're developing, you know, athletes and basketball players. This is about, you know, 
when you're building like a basketball lifestyle or an athletic lifestyle, it really matters about who you are around because, you know, there's the saying that we are, you know, most like the five people we spend the most time with. Um, I'm sure there's some variation of data based on, you know, an individual person, but, you know, how, how can you best like explain that who you are around help you get to and play collegiate basketball at Humboldt State? Um, it, it was definitely a um, learning experience. Um, you don't always don't, don't get it right on the first time. And um, I definitely had a, you know, different individuals in my life that were, you know, the cliche and some of it for a lifetime. So um, those are the things that I had to figure out throughout the way. But um, with, I would call my uh, circle of people that, you know, that have been around and that I trust, um, they, they have those, uh, those things that uh, drive themselves and they help to, you know, in our circle, they have to drive others as well. So um, it was, uh, it's a lot of people in my circle that are coaches which is always great. And they had a like mind as myself to continue to be around the game. And there's um, others uh, that are in my circle as well that, um, that, you know, that just wanted to be a fan and a spectator and they took the game for what they, for what it was worth. And now they're, you know, they're applying it in their own career and you know, they're applying it uh, being uh, a family man and things of that nature. And, you know, I definitely see a lot of uh, uh, traits that we do have you know, have that are common, even if, you know, we are not in the same uh, career field. So, so, you know, just definitely, you know, that iron, iron sharpens iron, you know, you know, you know, just making sure that everyone is, uh, you know, staying, staying intact and making sure everything's good with everyone and checking in on how, you know, you know, how can we assist and help uh, people that's going to be there for us. 100%. And I know that you're still in the in the coaching industry, but you talked about some of the people in your circle, you know, coming up and being athletes and, that are now in different industries. I'm curious, you know, what do you think are some like common threads of, you know, kind of like basketball wisdom that you have taken along that you now apply obviously to now as a coach, but also like into your personal life as well? Yeah, man, it's, um, it's very interesting how it ties into um, how I almost... Um, critical thing, you know, whether it's, you know, like you say, anything that doesn't have nothing to do with sports or basketball, like, let's just say I'm uh, reading a book, or let's just say I'm uh, potentially going to watch another sport, or going to um, a, you know, I actually was pretty interested or curious about how the logistics of like, you know, a uh, music festival goes, like, and, you know, it was just really, really kind of just making you um, think more to a, you know, outside the box kind of deal. And it just kind of makes you a little bit curious, but at the same time, it's, uh, just, you know, just being a person that, you know, that wants to learn and want to see how, you know, you know, being organized and, you know, being, you know, on, on time and punctual and, uh, knowing that, you know, it takes a lot of individuals and, and a lot of pieces, uh, and a lot of other industry that makes, you know, a corporation or a company move, uh, you know, anything that's going to involve a, a big, big event or even a small event. So just seeing all the parts, being able to uh, physically move on and make something happen. 100%. And I'm curious, you know, kind of as I, I hear you talk, you it's kind of like that coach, that leadership, that person, the conductor of the, you know, of the orchestra, so to speak 
speak, you know, talking about the bigger picture and organizing, you know, and putting people in different parts and then their strengths. And then I'm curious, you know, when you were a player, did you see yourself as a, as a coach, um, as a kind of a conductor, were you uh, one of the, like the leaders on your team? And, um, if so, you know, like what has that experience then helped you now as a coach? Yeah. Um, it was a, uh, interesting, uh, as I was playing, um, I can honestly say I had seen myself as a coach. Um, I did, uh, you know, invest a lot of time mentally and physically and spiritually into the game. But um, I just felt that, you know, you know, it was in that mindset of, hey, if, you know, I want to go pro or, you know, I want to get to the highest level. And, you know, you know that was very, you know, in, in my mind, kind of like the only way that I felt that I could contribute to the game at that time. But, um, but which was... Uh, obviously changed uh, with a with a great opportunity that you know I didn't even see in myself it was a another basketball minded person that saw you know that coaching mindset in in myself which was pretty interesting but um, I would say definitely um, it was something that I was more so of a leader of just by action um, I wasn't very um, vocal uh, in the sense of um, um, constructing or conducting a team and being that you know that vocal leader that gets people in the right places, um, I I just felt that I was more the leader that would go out and just you know show the team that you know I'm I'm bought in and I would show by my actions, with you know with, with my gameplay and with my motivation to uh, pick up my teammates and to being uh being intact with you know knowing what you know, what defense we're in knowing what offense we're in, um, kind of being that leader saying hey I'm gonna do my part and if we all do our parts, then uh then I think we'll be successful you know and at the end of the day you know that's going to lead to you know some w's and you know that's going to lead to some l's as well but you know uh that's just a part of the game yeah 100 it's like leading by example you know and like every team has you know the different players and different personalities but i feel like leading by example especially even now as a coach and you can probably elaborate on it more is is really important because you know you don't want to if you're a player you don't want to be coached by someone who says you know, is it like rah, rah, but, you know, let's say, you know, they always talk about playing connected as a team, but then they, you don't feel like the coach is, you know, connected with the team. So it's like, they're not leading by that example that they're talking about. And I feel like, you know, you're probably pursuit and, and desire, right. When you are, when you're a player to go professionally, you know, that's what, that's a one track. And then, um, having a, a basketball mentor, you know, ha have a conversation with you and be like, Hey, I see that you obviously understand the game in a, in a way and, and your leadership is shown through action. You would be a great coach. Could you explain more on that transition from, from player to coach and, you know, kind of talk about maybe even some of the challenges that, that were at, at the beginning of going from player to coach? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a definitely a, struggle i would say that to um, be honest but it was a situation where you know get into my last <clears throat> you know my senior season and you know we were kind of you know up and down all year and uh, and and i was faced with a um, um at that time wasn't sure if it was a serious uh, injury or not but um later as i found out after season um it was just uh i had to be really honest just with myself um i still had desire and you know i felt the somewhat of a capacity to still make an impact playing and um but as as my body was not physically healthy um, i just felt that you know it would be a situation where i wouldn't be able to seize an opportunity that i wanted 
um, properly. So um, granted, um, I was able to uh, diagnose what was uh, what was wrong with uh, the injury that I had, which was a torn labor in my shoulder. So um, so at that time, I knew that I had to backtrack. Um, you know, being knowing players that that I played with uh, personally, and knowing players that played on other in, in other programs, I know that being a professional and jumping into that world is a very and that small window I think did not you know um, coincide with you know with my injury and my recovery time and you know just getting back into uh, being in you know quote unquote pro basketball shape and pro basketball level of basketball that was going to be pretty pretty a really big challenge you know being out the game and not being able to compete for a year or a year or two because you know as you know the, you know things move on quick and you know you know players are getting better they're faster they're longer and they're younger so and that's and that's and that's what is a really big challenge and I kind of knew that as well so I kind of had to uh, transition myself into a mindset okay like you know went to school, went to Humboldt State, got my bachelor's degree, like, you know, and let's try to put that in into place. And, you know, it was kind of a rut in life where I wasn't where I wanted to be and, you know, taking odd jobs and, you know, just kind of, you know, just putting putting some uh food on the table. And then uh a Humboldt County basketball legend, Isaac Gilday, we was uh always around kind of each other. I did a couple camps for him, uh youth camps and um just, you know, just being around the game and, you know, helping kids understand the fundamentals and just, you know, at the, at the age, you know, try to have fun. And he uh, said that, you know, it's an, you know, an opportunity to coach, you know, at the, at the high school level. And it would be a great opportunity for me to kind of um, use my my wisdom uh, for, the, for the game of basketball and kind of use that to help, help myself around the game and help others. And um, I didn't really see me, see that in me. I just felt that, you know, like I said, you know, I got to be a player. I got to be a part of the game. If I'm not, you know, playing and physically, you know, going through that grind that, you know, I don't see my, I don't know how to, um, you know, uh, apply myself within the game. And he saw that in myself and took the opportunity at, you know, Arcata High. Um, you know, I was a freshman coach, um, head coach. and. It was a challenge, man. That was the first time I had to make really tough decisions and understand what it's like being a coach um, um, outside of the games and outside of the, you know, of just what everyone else sees as a spectator or as a parent or guardian or friend. You know, I had uh, 30 players try out for for that team my first year, and I had to cut more than half of those uh, kids, man, which was, which which is a, a big learning skill, learning how to, you know, manage and learning you know that hey like you know, this may be not be their opportunity at this moment but it, it may be for them next year and you know, making sure that i make the right choices and you know get the 12 players that we're going to be the best team best basketball team i can make so that was really really interesting so but uh, but just from there it was a uh, kind of a up and up and through three experiences through uh at, you know advice and you know it was it was a almost aligning as a perfect situation at the perfect time 
Right. It, it is really, and I'll testify to that, really challenging to make cuts. Like I was, I just did that this year and I, I took, actually, I kept the probably even a few more than you, but yeah, it's, it's about 30 kids and it's really hard, disheartening when you get, you know, players coming up, you know, after, you know, they recognize that they're not going to make the team like coach, you know, what can I do to, to make the team? Is there another tryout? Is there any other way? And I know that's really challenging. Um, and it's, it sounds like, you know, from, from being a player, right. It's that transition time. And, you know, at the same time where you're transitioning, right. You're kind of tapping into those connections that you have made through the game of basketball as a player, right. You're probably helping out Isaac a little bit through clinics, but, um, you know, through that transition, you know, you talked about getting kind of like, you know, mentorship and advice. And I know that's something that I'm trying to do my best seeking out, you know, with you and BZO, you know, just kind of talking to other coaches who have been around the game and, you know, a lot of learning, at least, you know, for me, but I'm sure for many people comes from those connections. So can you talk about, you know, as you were a new coach, you know, a freshman coach, you went to JV and, and now you're at the collegiate level, but can you talk about that kind of the importance of, of having like basketball or, and just mentors around you to help you become a better coach and better person? Yeah, it was, it was very, very uh, vital, I would say, in, in my growth as a coach. Um, it was, uh, something that I wanted to dive into as I got more and more invested. And, you know, I did have those uh, coaches, um, whether it was, you know, coaches that were local at different high schools to where venturing off to, you know, my, um, you know, you know, my ex uh, college coach at a you know, HSU or, you know, at that time, uh, now it's called Poly Humble, but, you know, my ex coach, ex junior college coach, you know, things like that, or my, you know, you know going back home and visiting and, you know, being able to still connect, to, you know, with my AAU coach at certain times. And, you know, it was things that uh, that, that I was very grateful for because um, I have a lot of um, good people that was, you know, that wanted to share the information and they wanted to uh, see the growth. And, and they wasn't, you know, um, you know, holding back any information or thinking uh, it was for my greed or, or my growth, they they wanted to uh, share that information, and a lot of times, uh, or be that person to um, you know keep the keep the you know the essence of basketball, keeping what is true to the game, uh, being a student of the game. You know, I I think that was the major part of it, in which they wanted me to continue to be a student of the game, and and now a, a transitioning to being a student of coaching and being a you know being a leader. So I was very, very thankful to have, you know, coaches around that time that were in, you know, different leadership styles, different coaching styles. They were all not the same, but uh, but just to get that experience. And, you know, it was uh, it was also um, me and being as a coach and being interested to, you know, asking, the, you know, those questions that, uh, Justin, that you are asking, which is great questions and great, you know, uh, being able to really try to figure out what what is the, you know, what is like what drives, you know, you know, personally you as a coach and what drives, you know, players to you know, the buy in. And, you know, that is something that is important. And, you know, buying into basketball was uh was a lifestyle for me and, you know, that included uh, like I said before, like using those traits and using those characteristics and all those, you know, great qualities that you learn with, you know, being on a team and being with a program and Know, applying that to in the classroom, you know, applying to, you know, when you're, you know, getting a job, you know, when is that time or 
applying yourself to, you know, at your level, like, you know, you might probably have a couple uh, players that are, you know, gearing up to get their driver's license and, you know, gearing up to get, you know, those uh, life goals. And that does, uh, you know, you, like anything else, you don't just show up a lot of times and they just hand it to you or you, you just got it, you know, off of, you know, no experience and no knowledge at all. So, you know, all those things come, in, come into effect that I think um, you can use what you learn in basketball um, as, as life tools. Yeah, a thousand percent. Those life tools are super important. And I want to touch on getting athlete buy-in. But before that, I honestly have a, you know, just a question about, um, you talked about kind of being a student of game for coaching. I'm curious, you know, obviously I'm asking you questions and, and things like that, but I'm curious, you know, what is your process, you know, because now as a, as a collegiate coach, how you kind of like intentionally, you know, make sure that you are being a student of coaching and that you're always trying to be, you know, a better coach next season than you are this season. And then the season after that, and, and even, you know, one game at a time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it is uh, not, you know, reinventing the wheel kind of sort of thing. You don't have to, you know, you know, and now just one year and then all of a sudden this a new year, you know, new book sort of deal. You know, I think it's, it's always great to use, you know, that experience that you had, um, you know, whether it was challenges or whether it was a, you know, a, a lot of success. So, um, yeah, I just, you know, it's like I said, just try to keep, keep watching the game. You know, I definitely try to um, become more diverse uh, with, you know, kind of the information that I'm, uh, I'm exposed to. Um, more more so lately i've been kind of you know you know interested in being on twitter and stuff like that you know uh, just more interested in seeing clips on you know things that happen you know inter internationally um you know just the style of play i know that's kind of getting more into into play at the very high levels uh, and the professionals and stuff like that but you know just just different actions and just uh, you know just a different you know wave wavelength probably of you know what what could be done and you know i'm always a fan of hey you know when it comes to you know, buying in and getting you know players every year and you know getting that you know that consistency going a lot of times um you don't have to have a concrete you know uh tra traditional or whatever you like as a coach you know we're gonna run the same offense every year we run the same defense every year like no, I don't. I'm not going to adjust to my player's skill level or my player's, you know, physicality or you know, uh, my mental capacity of my team. I'm going to try to mold them um, into, you know, sometimes something that is, uh, you know, could take a, a much longer time to adjust or maybe not the strong suits to kind of make them um, beneficial as a teammate and to themselves to help them improve. So. Um, I'm definitely someone that tries to um, try to get the players that I feel that, you know, that will adjust and will be uh, the, the best athletes for my type of style. But at the same time, you know, it, 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 it could be an, an adjustment to where I think a player is going to, you know, pan out to be X, Y, Z, and they're actually an ABC when they get here. So, so it's just kind of being able to adjust, being able to make, make sure that your team is in the best position to, uh, be successful as an individual and as a teammate. So um, I think watching more international play, you know, smaller clips, of, you know, whether it's, you know, how they train, you know, how they start with the youth and they do different, you know, drills and different actions to whereas it can be all the way up until like, you know, very interested and very in tune with like, you know, the baseline out of bounds and sideline out of bounds plays. Like those are, 
those are the, those are the things that I kind of really try to take a carrot on and, you know, those are the opportunities that you know, a lot of teams, you know, would love to take advantage of. And those are, you know, a point in the game where I think it can change, change the tempo and change the, uh, the, the uh, mindset of being locked in on, on those type of moments. So, um, yeah, you know, just trying to be a student, like I said, and, you know, whether it's watching middle school, watching high school, college, um, you know, just watching other teams uh, in, in our same level, in our same, same league. And, um, you know, different coaches, but, you know, I think uh, it's a, it's a consensus that, you know, talking to uh, other coaches that uh, of the athletes these, these days, um, they, they have a lot of talent, they have a lot of skill, and um, a, a lot of times um, the coaches have a very difficult time of un- unlocking that IQ on you know, being, you know, that one step above, you know, their competitive that, you know, taking that extra mile, knowing that, you know, I have not only the physical um, set for basketball, but I have the mindset for basketball to know that mentally I'm going to uh, be just as strong as I am or, or skillful that I am physically. So, so yeah. Mental game is very important. Yeah, the mental game is very important. I'd love to dive in that here in a minute, but you talked about something, you know, interesting before where you're talking about, you know, especially at the collegiate level, you're able to recruit a little bit more and, you know, kind of form, have an identity in, of what you want your team to be and what you're kind of like seeking for in a player. But I'm just curious in general, because you have the high school experience as well. And, you know, for some, there may be some coaches, maybe some parents out there that are listening, just curious. Um, you talked about, you know, having and molding you know players into kind of a system and i'm curious you know for me i kind of have the word buy-in written down on my paper i'm just curious you know how you you know build trust with your athletes to get them to buy into like a system that you know maybe at first they're like that doesn't fit my strengths necessarily mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, it does help that you know i can i feel personally that i relate to the game of basketball very well as far as being you know, a person and a player, and just a, a you know, an, an advocate of the game. So, being being an athlete that uh, that had the career experience of playing um, at a, at a pretty high level, to um, just being being around the game and being around those people that are like minded, um, I think it gives me a um, advantage to be able to uh, be more more hand hands on. And um, players learn in all different ways, whether they're doers or they're, you know, they, you know, they got to see it a couple times on film, or, you know, or if it takes, you know, uh, you know, just like a little bit of both. So, you know, I feel that, you know, I try to tap into, you know, their strengths with, um, hey, it's, you know, as you can can attest, you know, there's some practices where, you know, I have to do more of a breakdown and kind of walk you through things and kind of, you know, you know, open up maybe you know, uh, some uh, different actions that, you know, wasn't uh, wasn't maybe seen before. Um, more of a like a slow pace kind of deal. And there's and there's other times where, you know, you know, we had to learn, learn by action and learn by trial and error and seeing getting some some success and practice where it's going. You know, I have to jump in the drill. You know, I have to you know, physically, you know, get the players locked in and engaged to know that, hey, this is something that, you know, that you know, I can do as well, and that that I've done, and and I can uh, you know apply that 
to to the game, uh, even you know at that age, and even still, you know, currently right now, I'm still very um, highly and you know involved and active in practice. So, but yeah, just just having those, uh, you know, being able to slow down the practice, being able to you know slow down, you know, the the thought process and the the movements to, you know, make it a little bit more fast tempo, fast pace, or more uh, game like situation. You know, it's all it's always that a uh, loss lost um lost in translation uh some, sometimes with uh you know going and sitting down in a classroom or sitting down uh, on your phone or whatever it is and like watching film and like watching you know whether it's your, yourself or your team or watching another program or uh, you know another team that is um, doing something similar doing something similar and doing something you're trying to um apply and and i found that tool uh really, really helpful. And it does kind of um, sometimes, uh, you know, that light switch comes off for some players that just, you know, when they see someone else have that success in what you're trying to do to kind of be be, be more susceptible to buy in when they've seen it, uh, be successful. Yeah, I think that's in kind of an interesting tool that I feel like maybe I'm, as I'm kind of hearing you talk, that I'm underutilizing is even when I'm training athletes and when I'm working with athletes that are on my team because they – you know, how they consume information is all video now, right? Whether it's YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and I feel like watching film, whether again, like you said, it's of yourself or it's like another team or another player that is executing that skill may help, you know, connect those dots, you know, between like, oh, I'm learning, you know, this skill and this player is executing it perfectly. Oh, that's what maybe where I need to kind of improve on a little bit. And, you know, talking about a little bit of, of the mental game and the mental side of, you know, basketball and sports, you talked about how a lot of coaches now they're in the community, you know, they have the physical tools, they know how to break people down off the dribble. But, you know, sometimes when it comes to games, maybe not necessarily thinking the game, the mental side of the game hasn't been trained and developed enough. So, you know, as a part of, you know, the CR women's program, how do you make sure that you are focusing on the mental side of the game and that side of the development of athletes? Yeah, it's it is um, definitely something that me personally I'm working on, you know, every day because, you know, I'm I'm having to be that leader, um, you know, one of the leaders uh, of part of our program here, and you know, it is definitely a challenge for this year uh, specifically. Um, we've been having a, um, a up and down year, and and I feel that uh, it does correlate with um, so you know. With, uh, com- you know, capacity of, you know, what we can do and how we try to, um, how we try to get everyone to be on the same wavelength um, at the right time. And, you know, I think that has been a really big, big challenge for us to kind of, you know, you know, integrate and synchronize at the same time. Um, you know, there's been multiple games that we've had that, you know, that we have been successful and we have had good success, um, but uh, it, it is not hasn't been um, collectively simultaneously. We'll we'll have you know a buy in, and we'll have a great game from you know three of our players, and they get it, and they they understand what's going on at that moment at that time. But then we have you know two or three you know other players or three four players that are struggling, and they're kind of you know needing that you know you know that extra you know, that extra gear that they're not hitting, you know, that extra, you know, focus mentally. And then we'll have another game and, you know, those four players, and they're clicking, they got it, they're synchronized, and they got it out. And, 
you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, those two or three that were clicking last game, these two or three are, you know, just a different, uh, different game. And it's, uh, and it's a, you know, adjustment game. And, you know, I felt that we still have very, um, you know, a very competitive team, but, you know, you know, I think that, you know, that's going to be, you know, the difference in when we're really going to see, you know, as a team, we flourish uh, is when uh, all at this point right now, we have 10, uh, 10 active players uh, on the roster, but we have a couple injuries right now. But um, yeah, it's going to take all, all 10 players, um, you know, to be, you know, locked in men- mentally and being able to be on the same wavelength. And um, a big part of that is not physically being able to impact the game doesn't mean that you're not uh, important or vital to the game. Um, Taylor being on the bench, you know, you know, having that energy, being that mentally focused player to when it is your your opportunity to um, get out there and, and perform that you're mentally ready as well. So um, that's just, a, you know, a, a challenge that has been kind of a, you know, and experience for me. And, you know, we're going to get through this season. And, you know, at this time of year, you know, we always say that, hey, we want to ride that train and ride that uh, ride, man. And we want to keep, keep you know, getting better and escalating throughout the season where when we get to the end, you know, we're playing our best basketball. So, so you know, I think the best, best basketball is yet to come. And, you know, I'm going to use this uh, experience uh, from this season and um, use that going forward. No, I, I love that. And I think you bring up a really good point about, you know, kind of the challenge of being a coach, especially of, of young people. And I'm, I'm sure even professional basketball coaches have this same kind of you know, challenge where you want, you know, players, whether it's one through 10, one through 12, one through 15, to all be connected and play together. And, and if number 11 comes off the bench, they're locked in, they're mentally ready and they're connected with others. And it's kind of challenging, right? Sometimes, because I feel like, you know, sometimes, you'll put someone in the game, you know, and they just look, they're just not connected, like for lack of a better term, not, not connected. And I think that's something that I always try and talk about and talk to, you know, my guys and my players. And I think one thing that has been really challenging, I've seen at the varsity level is like, you know, going back to the skills training, these kids, a lot of this generation of athletes are so skilled off the dribble one-on-one but basketball is a five on five game. And so getting people to, you know, transition and flow and play together. I'm curious, have you seen, you know, um, that at the collegiate level, like obviously, you know, highly skilled, you know, players coming that, that can break down and and they're very good individual players, but they don't quite fit at the college level and why I think, and, and I'm hoping to get this across this, maybe some of the parents that are listening, why I feel like it's important for athletes, athletes to you know buy into a team concept when they're you know working on their individual craft Mm -hmm. yeah um it's definitely um you know visible at the college level and at the junior college level that i'm currently at um you know you you are you're right man it is uh it's a highly skilled game with players and you know at you know doing doing things at this level that is you know that is special and you know it's 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 uh, going back to that teamwork to where um, one you know you want to work on all facets of, of your game and your skill sets and uh, but you know when it comes to you know I have to learn this as a player too um, what is your role on on this team like what do you bring to the table what is going to be 
um, not only put you as an individual in the in the best situation, but you know, it puts your team um, in the best situation as well. And you know, there I've I've been on you know different teams. Um, I can attest to say I was never you know the highest scoring player on my team. I was never you know the highest rebounding uh, per game player on my team as well. Um, you know, but you know at the same time, um, I I knew that that wasn't my role. That wasn't my skill set. Um, but uh, I, I I can attest to this as well. Like um, I you know made those plays that were uh, quote unquote winning plays. You know, you know I got those key rebounds. You know I crashed the glass every time. I was relentless. You know just like I said, I took you know the um, the uh, the game within the game of basketball. You know knowing the sets, knowing my offensive, uh, you know, uh, protocol, my best way of making us successful, being on defense, knowing the scouting report, knowing uh, the tendencies of, you know, of other players that, that are on the court. And, you know, just as, 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 as much as I grasped and like just held on to my role, that's when I start to, um, you know, get a lot of, um, experience on the court and a, a lot of times I was not the biggest I was the fastest um, or, or the strongest or anything like that but um, just just the will to want to um, just to be effective on the court and to you know be that person on my team to know in my, my role and you know just like you said it's a you know if you have five players on the court that have the same skill uh, they all can score the ball you know, it's going to be really, really difficult to, you know, help uh, get all five players to score with uh, one basketball. And then um, it's, and, and then it goes to test to the other side of the floor as well uh, with uh, if, if, if everyone only knows how to score the ball and dribble the ball, but they don't know, you know, what to do on an, on an, on an off-ball screen or they don't know what to do on an on-ball screen, then, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a big, big challenge to, you know, get other players to, uh, potentially say, hey, you know, I know you're a scorer, but but uh, we need you to be a three and D guy. Or hey, I I know you're a you know a scorer for you know your your you know your past team or your AAU team or you know previously, but uh, on on this team you need to uh, be opportunistic and you know and we need a person that crashed the glass and you know, sprint the lanes hard and you know dive on the floor, whatever it is. So um, you know just you know and that's what I try to really focus on is. You know, putting, like I said, putting players in the right situation and molding them to understand what is their role um, on a team because it is going to be similar but different on, you know, every, um, you know, every experience that they have. Um, it's, 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 a, it's a skill that, or a, a mindset that is still alive. Um, I think that uh, when you go to those um, programs, whether it's the high school level, or even at the college level, they're really true to um, usually, you know, the best team, as they say, the best team that, you know, playing the best basketball at that time, you know, you know, really succeeds. And, you know, I tell all my players all the time, you know, if you can find a team that was, that was successful at a high level and they didn't, you know, communicate on the floor and they didn't, you know, keep each other, you know, accountable at all times, if you, you can find a team that, didn't do those things that was successful, please tell me because I would be very interested to know.
<laughs> yeah, that's really interesting. You know, as you were talking about when you were a player, you're talking about the kind of the mindset of thinking the game, right? And knowing your spots on the court and knowing, knowing the plays and the mental side. And like, honestly, you know, being able to crash the glass. I feel like honestly, one thing that's, you know, underrated is being able to track, you know, a basketball, like, okay, I think this rebound is going to be long. It's going to go over here and having that half second difference. And that's like a mental game. That's not, I mean, you can train that, right? If you just go out and rebound like you're, you know, Dennis Rodman. Um, but I, I think as we kind of approach, you know, kind of two minutes left here in the fourth quarter of this podcast, I really want, I'm really curious, you know, for those, especially for you, you know, you play college basketball and, you know, everyone wants a role that is, you know, similar to LeBron James. They want to be the man, the woman on the team that's, you know, getting buckets. Right. But I feel like it comes to a point, like if you want to get more playtime, to be honest with what role you can do to serve the team. And so for those that, you know, athletes or parents of athletes that are listening to this, I'm curious, you know, what are your thoughts on, you know, giving advice for players that want to train, they want to be better, but, also that they need to, you know, recognize and have self-awareness of what they can really contribute to their, you know, whether it's their high school team, AAU team or college team. Yeah. No, yeah. I would say, you know, the best advice is to keep, keep learning, keep, keep getting better in all facets of your game. Um, being, being able to be um, versatile is important. So um, it is. It is important to you know knowing knowing how to score the ball, knowing how to move off the ball, knowing how to uh, being uh, con- connected with uh, that opportunity of working on your body in the gym. Um, those are are important um, aspects of the game. Um, but you know, me growing up and me understanding um, at a very uh, early age, which I was very lucky, knowing that you know the game of basketball is. Is uh, yes, it's about putting that ball in the basket uh, in various ways, but um, you know, being being a great teammate is also very important. Being coachable is very important. Um, being able to have the mental uh, capacity to um, push your body physically to to the next gear to a new gear you haven't done. Pushing your yourself mentally in, into a gear that uh, that you that you get to that you know that threshold. Where you know you're running, you know, ten suicides in a row, or whatever the case may be, and you know that you're, you know, you're, you're, you're gassed out, and the coach asks you for for one more, you know, of the team, and those those things I feel is going to be very helpful um, for any um, young player growing up, um, parents, guardians, uh, anyone that wants to support um, any. Uh, athlete that has any desires to continue to be be, be athletes so um yes i would say definitely keep keep in mind that you know this is a team sport and there is uh roles on every team and just be coachable and uh getting that extra skill work getting those you know extra training sessions and personal training um it is going going to help you um at some point and if you you know seize the opportunity but uh just uh, just keeping in mind you know um, the team, the team aspect of it, and being able to uh, be very, very uh, coachable, and being able to be, um, you know, a, uh, adaptive is a skill or a um, cause that I feel is a little um, undermined a little bit. So, uh, but yeah, but just stay, staying, you know, team oriented, um, being positive, being um, encouraging to your teammates. Um, that actually goes a long, long way. 
Yeah. Being, being coachable is, is huge. And I think it's really, you know, again, it's, I feel like it's a part of the mental side of the game and it's really underlooked. I feel like for, you know, a lot of young athletes that are wanting, they want to break people down on the dribble, but they also have to be able to understand how to, you know, take feedback and understand a role and, and understand, you know, like you're talking about having, how to have a positive impact on the team, which kind of leads me to my final question of the podcast, which is, you know, you, the game of basketball has obviously made a huge impact on, on both of us and, and bridging impact. It's all about, you know, kind of passing that impact along, you know, so what is, what are you hoping to, you know, what kind of impact are you hoping to continue to bridge along in your career now as a basketball coach? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that my, my passion or, you know, my um, quote unquote in uh, end goal for me is, you know, I, I definitely want to keep people alive and, keep um in in the front of the front line um just the uh just the true the true essence of understanding uh what basketball is where it came from what what was the um what was the whole purpose of you know the the, the you know, just like i said i was you know very fortunate to have coaches that tied the game of basketball in, into life and they uh, were very relatable and and I feel that that's something that I want to hopefully can continue on and you know whether it's coaching you know uh, at, at the highest level or coaching at you know the level that is uh, important as well AAU and you know they you know the younger uh, kids as well younger generation so um, no that that would be something that I want to do and hopefully can continue on is passing on that you know, that mindset and that knowledge of um, using the game of basketball and using that as a tool to um, make yourself a better person on the court. And uh, as you know, um, at, you know, at our time in coaching, we have student athletes. So you got to be a student first. So um, putting that game of basketball and all that hard work and all that um, focus and uh, using that uh, in the classroom and using that in life and using that as a tool to um be the best person that you can be. So, you know, just, you know, just keeping alive that true essence of what, what basketball means, because um, it is much more, you know, than that, you know, you know, lines on the court, three point line and putting that orange, uh, that orange ball in the basket. Yeah, it's much bigger than, than, you know, the game itself. And it's about the life lessons. And so I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your wisdom and, you know, sharing your impact that the game has had on you and that you're giving back and that you're giving back to the Bridging Impact, you know, community and listeners. So I appreciate it, Coach Turt. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. You're doing a good job, man. I wish. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bridging Impact podcast. We'd love it if you would like subscribe leave a comment and a review on whatever platform you're on it's the best way to help us grow we appreciate you for doing that we'll shout you out on social media i'd also love if you connected with me on social media let me know your thoughts and this is why i do it i want to share knowledge and wisdom from experienced leaders to people like yourself and myself so we can have this dialogue and move forward make an impact on the world so stay tuned stay subscribed Cheers.